welcome, welcome, welcome to Characters of Culture. I am the reboot of Lego 2022 edition. I look kind of like the original, but I'm more cold. Beside me to that direction is a co-host slash host host, as always, the Rob Fishbeck. You probably found him because the channel has his name on it. So <laughs> easy that to remember. That is accurate. Uh, welcome to 2022, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Obviously, like I'm thrilled to be doing season two of Characters of Culture with one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, buckle in your seatbelts. It's going to be another crazy year. Uh, most of the stuff that you've seen before is going to stay the same. There's not that many changes that we're making to these programs. But uh, hopefully the content is as good as it's ever been, if not better. And hopefully we're bringing everything to the table that you guys like. We are here today to talk about movie remakes, kind of dabbling with the reboots a little bit. Uh, Lego can fill you guys in on way more than I can with that sort of stuff. Uh, was just kind of given some specific directions that I still didn't understand and made my list. Yeah, after giving the directions like eight times, it's cool. So we're going to be <laughs> primarily talking about remakes. So we stayed away from things that are like the same thing technically, but it's actually just two different things that were adapted from the same source material. So like the cinematic it is not an ad like a remake of the it miniseries that the same they were just both adapted from the same source material so we're staying away from that stuff we're going remakes and it can be movie or tv we did include technically reboots provided the reboot is a remake like rob zombies halloween is technically a reboot because it rebooted the franchise but it was a remake of John Carpenter's Halloween. Hopefully that makes sense. And like I, I think I said, we're doing movies and we can do remakes of TV shows because Rob was getting really annoying. So I just said, fuck it, let's do it too. Yeah. yeah. So there's, and I'm not going to lie, like while Lego was describing this, I'm trying to like uh, get the link for this show to put it in some Facebook group chat so people know that we're live on air. Uh, Matt, if you're watching this right now, if you want to uh, do me a huge favor and put the YouTube link for this in some of these Facebook group chats, I totally, I was still, I promise I was paying attention. I heard everything you said exactly with what the rules and the parameters were. John Bainbridge, great question. Okay, John Bainbridge question. Does Dark Crystal Age of Resistance count? Um, I didn't know that was a remake. I thought that was just a different story within the same world, which I would say no, doesn't count. Or I really misremembered that whole thing because <laughs> I binged it and haven't watched it again since. And it is a remake and I am just clueless on uh, and really need to go back. And I even read the comic books of Dark Crystal. So I feel like I should know more. And I'm a little disappointed in myself for not knowing this. But I'm pretty sure this is, yeah, just a different story in the same world. So I would not count that as a remake. So what I that would call, fun. now granted, I've not seen the Dark Crystal or the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. To me, and I may be wrong, I would put that under the category of what they call soft reboots. It's your, it's, it's a reboot because you're basically introducing. I would say it's more this, of a spinoff. Well, hang, hang tight. It's okay. to me, it's a reboot because you're, because you're introducing this to an entire generation that may have never heard of the dark crystal because that came out back in the eighties. Um, 
So it's like a it's like a reboot. Like this is new. They might not know the older material, but yes, exactly what you were saying. At the same time, for people that are our age or older that are familiar with the original, then it's a totally different. Thank you very much, Matt. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Yeah. So uh, I, I would say it's more of a more of a yeah spinoff. I guess is a, sure. is a right word. Kind of like. If you're familiar with the Underworld franchise, how like the third one was a prequel, right. I, like that's not. Let's just say there weren't any other any other movies. Let's just say those only those two existed. I wouldn't say that's a remake of the first one. I think it has to have you know at least some of the same characters and same name. You know what I mean? So I guess we could like talk. Well, let's talk about some reboots we like yeah. and dislike, and then as we go, we can gradually talk about. What makes a good remake? Yeah. Uh, before we do get into it, though, uh, I want to address Leonard Kim's comment. The Incredible Hulk is technically a remake, comma, no. Uh, the Incredible oh. Hulk would be the 2008 version with Edward Norton. What do you think, Lego? I would say yes. Okay, so like I said, we were, trying to, uh, we were trying to stay away from things that are based on source material. And obviously the Hulk is based on source material. However, there are some caveats to that. Like Psycho. Psycho is not another adaptation of the book. Psycho, um, Gus Van Sant's, is clearly a remake of the movie. Um, right. The Incredible Hulk, I would, I don't necessarily think is a remake. It's just an origin story. They're just two origin stories of the Hulk. For for example, okay, Batman eighty nine. Now, because granted, now everybody's trying to make everything that ever existed take place in the same universe. Okay. So, for example, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, Batman 89, directed by Tim Burton with Michael Keaton, okay? Uh, Michael Keaton was in that? Hang tight. And uh, Batman Begins. Batman Begins is not a remake or a reboot, per se, of Batman. It's just another adaptation of the source material. Yes, technically it's a reboot. I know film people call it reboots, but... Let's get into the show, and I think we'll figure out exactly what. Because, like I said, we talked about this, so I I feel we'll we'll explain it to y'all. So hang tight. All right, what would you like to start with, Lego? Okay, so obviously I'm pretty much just going to talk about horror movies because no, Ty, me. and I'm just going <laughs> to talk about Oscar winning dramas. So, oh dear God, how are we friends? <laughs> okay, well actually, you know what? I'll defy expectation. I'll start with something. That isn't a horror movie. I'll start with You've Got Mail, which is a remake of Shop Around the Corner. There we go. It's like the one rom-com I like. Oh, it's one of two. Both have uh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Uh, Joe versus the Volcano. If you haven't seen it, you I was going to I was going to say Joe versus the Volcano because I feel you would not like Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, yeah. so You've Got Mail is a really great remake and it works well obviously because it has meg ryan and tom hanks who are really great actors a young dave chappelle uh yeah fantastic cast but further it does it updates the material which is not that hard to update it's a rom-com i mean any rom-com is basically they all have the same fucking story but the update in technology kind of made it necessary to update the material a little bit and give it a little bit more of a modern kind of twist with the, you know, internet mail kind of scenario. I think it's a really cute movie. Sweet. It's fine. It's, you know, you've got mail. Perfectly acceptable thing. That's great. And 
Yeah. And it's not like the original was especially beloved, which also was another good, good, you know, reason to make a remake. And I think that to me, uh, when, before I get to my first pick, I love You've Got Mail. It's a great movie. Granted, I've not seen it in like 15 years. I don't know how well it holds up. Um, you know, there's definitely an entire generation of people that are younger than us at this point that probably have no idea what you've got mail even means, you know, on, you know, it shows we're getting old, but, uh, the shop around the corner. Yeah. To your point, you're updating it technologically, but the basis of the story is the same. And I, man, I've not seen shop around the corner since I was like 12 years old. Have you watched it in the, in uh, recent years? Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, 2016-ish. Okay. Okay. Who was in the original again? It was, uh, was it Gary Stewart. Cooper? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my Jimmy Stewart. Uh, I know you know your Jimmy. I know. So, like, sorry, for, uh, but to go off your point, to bring up my first example, I'm going to go with True Grit, okay? And you had made a great, the reason I'm starting with this one is you had made a great point in saying that it's not like the original was that well known to begin with. Now, granted, the original True Grit was, especially for its time, a very well known film. Uh, you know, it was a big, it was a big hit in 1969. That being said, 30 years down the road, it doesn't really hold up very well as as most Westerns from that era don't. Um, yes, we'll talk about Planet of the Apes eventually it's, it's on my list it is um, based on a book though and we'll talk about it though so uh with true grit the coen brothers uh, uh remade it in 2010 with uh jeff bridges and matt damon and Haley seinfeld which i totally forgot she was in that movie when i was watching hawkeye and i'm like oh my gosh that's the right one she thing i know her from phenomenal in true grit uh yes joe scarface was a reboot Totally. We're, I, that's also on my list. Um, so anyway, so all that being said, to me, in 2010, the audience that would have seen that movie, I went and saw that movie with two of my really close friends. And they, you know, they're not totally ignorant to movies. And we walked in the theater and like after we left, I was like, wow. I'm like, I walked into this hoping it would be, you know, as good as the original you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this blows the original out of the water, totally recontextualizes everything. I mean, just the, you know, technology alone and like how well, you know, acting has progressed and screen screenplay writing has pro progressed. This movie is far superior to the original, in my opinion. Um, it's, you know, definitely a lot darker and, and all that sort of stuff. Very, very well acted. And one of my friends turned to me and he goes, this was a remake? And I said, yeah, the original had John Wayne and Glenn Campbell in it. It came out in 1969. So to your point, uh, uh, um, readapting or remaking films that aren't necessarily as well known in terms of like comparing it to like, let's say Casablanca or The Godfather or something like, or the original Star Wars, let's say, for example, if they were to try to go and remake Casablanca, you're, you're on an uphill battle. You're talking about a movie that won best picture. You know what I'm saying? Compared to, let's say, The Shop Around the Corner or something. One movie that I've been saying for years, for years, 
that they should remake. I actually talked about it on one of our stereo shows last year, way back in the day. And it's interestingly enough, because the lead of that movie just recently passed away, uh, Sidney Portier in Lilies of the Field. I've said for years, I'm like, man, I'm like, Mahershala Ali would be in, like, there's so many great actors of today's, you know, out there that could totally pull that movie off and re and remake it, and it would be great. And what's interesting is if they were to remake Lilies of the Field, it would be known a little bit more now that Sidney Portier has, has passed, but like, let's say two years from now, if they were to remake it, there's not a lot of people that know that movie. So it's like, that's something you could remake for an entirely new generation and they could take a lot away from it. So guess who was a good remake? Oh, of guess who's coming to dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Totally recontextualized that. Brought that into a new millennium. Absolutely agree with that. So I'll turn things over back to you, Lego. Rant concluded. What do you got next? Uh, let's see. I was going to address some of the things. Like, I believe it was the ambassador himself who was talking about Planet of the Apes and the Tim Burton remake really pales in comparison. Uh, they are both just adapted from the same material. It's not a remake. The same with, I don't know who directed the more recent one with uh, Franco. Yeah, two directors. I don't remember the person that directed the first one with James Franco, but Matt Reeves directed two and three. That's why he yeah, got the job for the Batman film. Okay, but that doesn't help me with the first one. Um, oh, but yeah. whoever that is, I mean, that's also not a remake. That's um, just that's a reboot. All just stories from the same novel. Um, I don't. There was so, more than one novel, but I don't recall how many. I believe there was only one novel. Uh, they may have made sequels to it after the original film came out, but uh, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not even going to say it. It's Pierre. It starts with a B. Well, that wrote. Yes that wrote the original book and the 1968 film and the 2001 film are both based on that book. All of the sequels that were made after the original Charlton Heston film are Hollywood scripts. And the three, the new trilogy on planet of the apes is definitely the definition of a reboot. It's not a remake because this is an entirely different situation. You're seeing how, the apes took over planet earth. Whereas the Mark Wahlberg and Charlton Heston films are based off the source material where you've got uh, a spaceship that lands on a planet where they, they think it's, you know, a different planet and a different solar system. And it's ruled by apes and humans are the ones that are in captivity later to find out at the end that it is in fact, planet earth in the future. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so so multiple things of this. Uh, first, I uh, believe Snow White is a fairy tale and it has many, many cinematic adaptations. And didn't they do that with uh, Kristen Stewart and one of the Hemsworth boys? Uh, yeah, with uh, Chris. Chris Hemsworth. No, Liam. Liam. Was I think it was Chris. It wasn't, it wasn't the guy they from They look the fucking it wasn't the same. They're clones. Who cares? It, it was one of them. Uh, they weren't great. I think there was a sequel to it as well. They weren't, you know, they're fine. Um, and I believe, and I'm sure Disney will get to it because they are, you know, creatively bankrupt. So I'm seeing stuff about the ring and oceans 11 in the chat. And I definitely want to address that. Um, do you want to talk about Disney live action remakes now, or do you want okay, to say it So I do. All right. Okay, uh, let's do it. so beauty and the beast also based on source material, 
Um, so I, I, but it was clearly a remake of the animated one, uh, with pretty much everything being exactly the fucking same. Same with the Lion King. I don't even know if I'd call those remakes. They're just, okay, not legally, they're not plagiarized, but, and, uh, they're just, oh my God, the Lion King is one of the worst fucking movies ever made. And have you seen the shit the, that I watch? The 94? No, the oh. CGI bullshit one. Oh, God, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> I think the, the big thing is for me is that in Western culture, we really look down at animation and that bothers me because it is a really difficult art form and it takes years to make those movies. And how uh, the un like the unions... Uh, categorized scripts for animated films, they get like no money. And it's, and they literally took the same scripts and did no changes. Well, okay, they did some changes, but barely any. They used like over 75% of the script, wherein if that was a, a live action originally made to a live action one, they would have to credit and pay out a lot more than they do. And it's just really bothersome. And also, the photorealism looks like shit. And also, Emma Watson, phenomenal actor, terrible singer. What the fuck was the point of that? There are so many great singers out there. Why hire her? The same, I love Dan Stevens. I love Dan Stevens. Legion is one of my favorite shows. But like, there are so many good singers out there. Why hire him? At least with like, uh, whoever the fuck played Gaston, he can actually really sing. It's just, those aren't, those are the most, that's, the again, creative bankruptcy, cash grab, and that's the problem with remakes. You don't need to re remake these beautiful movies that work. And occasionally, once in a blue moon, okay, you get a 101 Dalmatians. And who doesn't like seeing a live action puppy? But they didn't have the puppies talk, and that's what that fuck that one worked. It's just, it's just bad. Like remake a movie like Kroll, or solar babies that so. didn't work originally that you can get to work now. Like you have a reason to remake it because of technology advancements. Mm -hmm. And because you do have a few people who are like interested in watching it. Although, did you know the last Starfighter has a musical adaptation? Still haven't heard it and still want to. Anyway, I digress. So I will so I will say this. And y'all in the chat right now are absolutely killing it. I can't wait to get to some of these comments that are in here. You guys are bringing the heat tonight. Um so my, I have two statements. One uh, is that first on the Disney live action stuff. And then two is on what I consider to be uh, like the definition of what makes a good remake. And I know you have kind of a definition for that as well. So first of all, with the Disney live action stuff, what bothers me so much about it is, yes, they just seem to be cash, gra cash grabs and they're remaking movies that are anywhere from, you know, 70 something years old, like Dumbo, all the way to a movie that's not even 30 years old, like The Lion King and everything in between. And some of them add things, add elements to it, add subplots or scenes or whatever have you. And, and some like The Lion King are basically a shot for shot remake of the original film and you're not bringing anything new to it. So that leads me to my second point, which is, to me, and this is just my opinion, 
what makes a good remake or what gives a reason to remake a film boils down to basically two or three things. And one would be if you have a large technological advancement. So for example, Peter Jackson remade King Kong in 2005. Well, they had the one from the set from 78, 79 with Jeff Bridges and obviously the original 1933 one. Now they've made a lot of other Kong films, but I'm talking about that specific story where they go to the island and then they bring them back to New York and all that sort of stuff. Technologically, we had become so advanced that it was a spectacle for a whole new generation and for everybody to go see Peter Jackson's King Kong uh, in a theater or on home video compared to, let's say, the 1933 film. So that would be one example. Another example would be is if you can bring something to it that hasn't, if you can make it better. So I brought up True Grit, for example, and uh, one of you guys in the chat had brought up Ocean's Eleven. The original Ocean's Eleven with the Rat Pack was a fine, fun, cool movie that came out in the year 1960. But the Steven Soderbergh remake took that and said, okay, hold my beer. And went and got all some of just the coolest actors of our time and put them all in that movie. And that was something that was done before it was cool. And we got like New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day and all these like movie 43 star studded, you know, cash grabs. Um, And it was a good film. It really had heart to it. I mean, you know, you got Julia Roberts, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. These are really good actors. I mean, I'm not saying Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin aren't good actors, but comparatively speaking, you're at a whole nother level. So to me, those are, those would be the two reasons why to remake a film, but something like lilies of the field that I had mentioned before, it's, it's more of a, like that movie could be a play, you know, as far as I'm concerned, or like 12 angry men, for example, uh, to remake that would be more just to introduce it to a whole new generation, the same story to a new generation. As long as it's not a cash grab, I'm cool with it. Rant concluded. What okay. do you, what do you think? What, what makes a good remake for like for you? Like what's the rule of thumb? There, there are not a lot of great remakes to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, there are some movies that like, I know this movie is good. This movie is great. But I, I have, I've honestly never watched the original, but I know people consider these like the best remakes, like The Fly, The Thing, The Blob. Um, but I've not seen the originals, but I know those movies stand on their own. You've not seen the well. original Fog or Blob? I said Fly, or... oh, Fly. Thing, Blob. Yeah. I've definitely seen John Carpenter movies. Don't ever think otherwise. Right. But, uh, I mean, with John Carpenter, though, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, Assault on Precinct 13, the remake, I think is fine. I don't think the original was really well known. Um, so I don't think people really cared. The Fog remake was fine. I know a lot of people really hate it. I think it was fine. But with that, you get something interesting. And it can really go two ways. Uh, one, being... Uh, I know this works, but I honestly can't think of a. I can't. I can't think of an instance where it does. But I know a lot of instances where it doesn't work, and that is when the original maybe had some inconsistencies, or 
plot holes or there was just miss missing out on some things um in the story that could have been elaborated on and oftentimes when remakes uh happen they really want to fill that in um so you get something like rob zombies halloween where they get so much of michael Myers' backstory and that really works for some people and it really doesn't for others um so i can kind of go either way with the fog it was really fun because and I've mentioned this before, but the girl or the woman, uh, she has the same name as the boat. And when I was a kid watching that, it really bothered me that they had the same name. That's something that, you know, there should be a reason for that. But in the film, it's never John Carpenter's. It's never explained. But in the remake, there's a whole explanation for it. It's not like a great explanation, but it totally works for the logic of the film. And I appreciate that. Um... I don't mind like changes. Remakes don't need to be shot by shot, like Gus Van Sant's Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. But um, you know, when you get something like the Black Christmas, the 2019 one, which is just has nothing, like nothing to do with the 74 one, and it's like, why even call it Black Christmas? Like you could have called it anything else, literally. Right. It might right. have been better if you called it something else, actually. Right. Because then you wouldn't have the, the comparison. Uh, and I'm curious to know what you guys think in the chat. Uh, Joe, Joe's got two good comments I want to bring up real quick. Uh, uh, he said, does Fantastic Four count? To, I'm going to be blunt with you. I saw 10 minutes of the 2015, 2016 version and was like, nah, I'm out. This okay, so right I don't now, know if it's technically a remake or a remake. Since people keep putting in the chat, I'll restate this. Nothing that's a comic book counts. Thank you okay. for your time. <laughs> uh, Departed's definitely a remake because I believe that was a that was a film from it's one of the Asian countries. I'm not going to say which one because that's just going to get me in trouble because I'm probably going to screw it up. Um, uh, shout out uh, uh, Cal says uh, about Cape Fear is the best remake I've ever seen. I so I really enjoy the original with Gregory Peck and Robert Mitchum, but at the same side, I totally get why you love the remake of Cape Fear. I love the remake as well with uh, Robert De Niro. Um, but yes, yes, I, I do like both versions, and that's sometimes that's what's cool about remakes is that it can be as good as the original and just maybe a little bit different or updated. To where, like, I know it was made for HBO, but I really enjoyed the late 90s remake of 12 Angry Men. But at the same time, I love the Henry Fonda one just as much. So. Hmm. So kind of, you know, yeah, kind of interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a, a remake of a, we'll say... 80s or well 70s even 70s or later a remake of a film that came out from the 70s or later that i liked more than the original that came out in the 70s or later i agree because film changed film changed uh started in the early 70s you got a whole new crew of directors in hollywood that really changed the game and i think that's when scripts got better big time and like you had to bring more to the table you know what do you think I have no idea. I just know that what I that my previous statement was how I felt. Yeah. Um, so like there are movies where you have a remake and it's like I this is a fine movie. I like this remake, but I definitely don't like it as much as I like the original. Like at all. 
especially once we get to like movies from the 80s and um i don't think of a lot i can't think of a lot of movies from the 90s or later that have yet to be remade um that don't have source material right well they did remake lethal weapon into a tv series do you want me to start talking about that because i can start <laughs> talking about that uh, Joe brings up the Scarface also, remake. Also, Lethal Weapon was made in the 90s in your world? No, no. I'm just talking about, you were talking about movies from the 80s and 90s that you don't, that you like the originals better. That, you know, they really Oh, don't. yeah. Do you think I like the TV version of no. Lethal Weapon more? No, I'm very not at all. why you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, just to watch, just kind of watch your facial reaction on how probably oh, terrible. Oh, I really liked Lethal Weapon, the first two seasons, very much. Really? Oh, yes, wow. I watched okay. it fucking religiously because Clean Crawford was goddamn amazing as Riggs. Okay. And honestly, I think they should, instead of doing a Lethal Weapon 5, because no, no, no. They Mel Gibson's directing it. They should fucking apologize to Clean Crawford. Listen, I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm just Who's saying. The guy who played Riggs. And he did a way better job than Gibson. Like, that guy was made for that fucking part. And I rarely say that, but that dude just 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. Okay. Perfect. Riggs. And who, oh my God, the guy, he's, um, who played, oh my God, guy who played Murtaugh. He's such a famous, he's so well known. Someone send help. What's his name? He was in Bulletproof and Last oh, Action Hero. Yes, Damian Wayne. Listen, I don't know. Maybe he was right. Yeah. Maybe he was right, but he definitely did not come off like he was right. Like far from it. He seems like such an asshole for what he did. I think it's kind of inarguable. So many people lost their jobs because of him. Like what a what a fucking dick. So yeah, I think, you know, fuck Lethal Weapon 5. Apologize to Clayton Crawford. You know, hire him back. Didn't reboot or remake Lethal Weapon with him and a different dude playing Murtaugh. That would be epic yes they don't need i don't think they need to remake those movies though because there's nothing that they could do technologically that would make it in yeah but maybe someone doesn't want to watch it with mel gibson now they can have a lethal weapon see there's a good reason to have have an updated version i separate the art from the art artist with mel gibson because i I finally watched hacksaw ridge and oh my god that movie was amazing I've never even um, heard of it. Yeah, it's, you probably, it's a war movie. You probably wouldn't like it. Uh, so I did want to address Scarface real quick, Joe, because it, it is on my list. Um, obviously, I've the original. Any of these movies you're talking about. <laughs> it's all good. I've never seen, I haven't seen some of the movies you talk about, so it's all good. Uh, the original Scarface was definitely a, you know, 1930s gangster movie. You know, the whole exactly like you know, every other 1930s gangster movie for the most part. The 1983 uh, Brian De Palma film with Al Pacino took that, and again, it's it's that, you know, classic phrase like, oh, you thought that was cool? Hold my beer. And he totally recontextualized that, you know, the the basic plot line of, you know, you start at the bottom and work your way to the top and, you know, the, the whole saga of it totally recontextualized that and made it made a far superior version of Scarface. So yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, another one that I wanted to bring up, we'll kind of keep it, keep it rolling around. Uh, I know I'm well aware comic, comic book things don't technically count, but I, you know, I, I'll throw Daredevil and the Punisher in there. I thought the, you the broke TV, my one rule. The TV adaptation. of a beach. You know, pretty great. Uh, all right, what do you got? What's your, what do you got next? You got? So mean. Oh, I guess I could talk about some TV shows. <clears throat> what do you got? I'm sure nobody wants to hear me talk about Cowboy Bebop, but if you do, leave it in the chat. Okay. So there have been, <laughs> there have not been a lot of like TV remakes. Um, there have been t like. Uh, like let's continue the show with the same cast like 25 years later and stuff, but not a lot of like like actual straight up remakes. And those have actually been happening more recently. The most famous one would just be like, this was made, or the most famous ones would be like, this was made in England and now we're going to make the US version, like The Office and stuff like that. And I think The Office would probably be the most famous TV remake ever, forever, maybe. But um, the past few years, we have, like, Head of the Class, Fresh Prince, I think is a remake, Wonder Year, How I Met Your Father, which I'm going to be honest, I'm not proud. I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> I read a review on it today and heard it was just terrible. Oh, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be a dumpster fire, and I yeah. will see it. Uh, Magnum P.I., uh, MacGyver, uh, The Walker. I tried, I tried guys one episode and I was just, this is not, this is not oh, the well. Texas Ranger remake. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, I just didn't like it. The CW is just such, such a shit network. And I'm yeah. still in the bag for those superhero shows. Uh, the charmed reboot or remake. Oh God. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Um, oh my God. Are they still doing the Powerpuff girls? I no, you know, so you, you heard what happened, right? Mm -mm. They started to film the pilot and they- Oh, I know they scrapped it, but I think they're still going, I, th I think they're going to shoot another one. The last, the last story, the last time I reported on that was like four or five months ago. So we'll see. We'll interesting, interesting, interesting. But then, but then, like, really adorable, just wholesome, great stuff on Netflix gets fucking canceled after one damn season. <sighs> there's no, there's no goodness in the world, which I actually think was a remake. Julian the Phantoms, I'm pretty sure is a remake. Julian the Phantoms was fucking adorable, and it got canceled, and I'm really sad about it. Had really great music. Ah, I'm sad, but and then like, okay, so obviously I'm going to talk about Dark Shadows because I'm me, and it was remade into a television show in 1991. It's a remake of the obvious, amazing goth soap opera from 1966. It oh what it only got um a few uh, like, episodes. Uh, he, why did they cancel next class? I'm still interested in their stories. I don't need a remake of Degrassi, and is it going to be an actual remake or just like, more stories in Degrassi? And are they going to have Snake? Like who? Why? Feelings I have them. I do. I fucking love Degrassi. What's the shaking of the head? You were ranting on something and I was thinking about it. Cause like, I remember in our conversation we were talking and like, so dark shadows was a TV show in the 1960s. That was an original 
concept. It wasn't a uh, based on source material or anything. I mean, it kind of, kind of, but like there wasn't like Dark Shadows books or whatever. Um, and I had mentioned in our conversation before we did the show about like, for example, Charlie's Angels, the, you know, that was the 2000 version with Cameron Diaz was a remake of the 1970s television program. Well, we I disallowed right disallowed TV to movie. It's a little right. different. Right. TV to TV, movie to movie, that's fair game. Movie to TV, kind of like Lethal Weapon. Eh, you're in some interesting waters. But TV to film, that's a whole nother episode of this show, and we'll definitely cover it because, spoiler alert, number one on my list is one of the greatest films ever made. Start John Baybridge. Dr. How Richard Kimball, the fugitive. How dare you? <laughs> they went there. John Baybridge, they went there. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Jimmy, the Munsters. So they're making, they're adapting the Munsters in Rob Zombie's adapting it into a movie from the TV series. There's never been a theatrical film of the Munsters. There were definitely made for TV movies of the Munsters that came out after the original series ended in the late 60s. So there's that. Just trying to throw that out there. All right, what do you got next on your list, Lego? This all just made me so sad. Why? Because I have they something didn't... happy I can tell. Like Degrassi? I love Degrassi. I don't want to okay. remake up to grass. I love Joe Dirt, and I and there's not a lot of people that love Joe Dirt like I do. So, what did that have to do with anything? You are terrible at sympathizing with people, you, Rob. Well, I'm just saying, like you're not alone, and you know, being like, oh, you know, yeah. I, uh, Cal, I didn't see the new version of Charlie's Angels either because I my heart's with the OG. Um, yeah, Ryan Payne says DeGrassi went there. They went. <laughs> Here, like a bullet, a bullet to the back. Uh, yes, Joe, Dukes of Hazard. The I, I did like, I did enjoy the film version. Okay, well, it was pretty lighthearted. Until you have seen every episode, I'm, I'm, but of like the next gen, you got to start, got to start with Craig. You start with Craig. How are you gonna say Craig's bad? Spinner. I, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. Uh, Here we go. Let's talk about Dawn of the Dead. Dr. Richard Kimball. Let's talk about Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I like the remake Correct. more than the original, and I have seen the original. Um, I, I think I just... Zack Snyder did that, didn't he? I could tell by the color rating. I know you don't like him. I know. The remake is... Fine... Is that what the kid? Am I remembering this wrong? Is that what the dude from Airbud? I feel like it is. It it's just know. it's fine. Honestly, better zombie movie that's kind of similar. And then the apocalypse. Yes. Joe, excellent point. So remember what I was talking about? I had mentioned this earlier, and <laughs> I I can't remember what example I used. Um, it, he has to Fury Road was a reboot. Um, to me, Fury Road is like a soft reboot because, um, you know, obviously people know the original Mad Max movies with Mel Gibson, right? And then you got this big time gap where they didn't make any of those movies. 
it's definitely not a remake. Um, but it's not, but at the same time, it's not like the other movies didn't exist. And this is the only one that exists within its timeline, but it, to me, and I may be wrong to me, it's like what I would call like a soft reboot because the person that I want to go see that movie with, she had no idea that they had made previous. She thought this was like the first Mad Max movie they'd ever made. So it's like, it's kind of. I don't know. It kind of dwells in that in-between world. What would you, what say you about Fury Road? What do you think about that? Is that a remake or Mad Max Fury Road? Oh, (laughs) I didn't realize. Directed by George Miller? Like, about you gotta like, put Mad Max in there. Um, never seen him. Don't give a fuck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No idea. I was so not... would you say, Cal? Would you say Fury Road is just the fourth movie in that franchise? It's just a sequel to the other storylines. I could, I could see that being the case. And yes, Jeremy Miller, Casino Royale is technically a remake. Is uh, if you obviously everybody knows the 1967. Like, oh yeah, we all know that they made of casino royale but they actually did adapt it in the 1950s as a made like a made for tv movie as well um so yes casino royale is definitely a remake and a fine one at that may i interrupt your broadcast to tell you no ambassador never thank you and now you return you to your scheduled programming also yeah, I love Degrassi. What's wrong with that? That's absolutely on my brand. I just said I like Julian the Phantoms. I'm so in the bag for stupid teen shows. I shouldn't be. You didn't about. like One Tree Hill? No. God, I love that no. show. No. It's so, it's so Rob. That show's so Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's true. You're right. Just so you Ew. guys know, it wasn't Rob tonight that broke Lego's heart. It was y'all in the chat. <laughs> For the okay, first but Craig, the actor who played Craig is gonna be in season three of Umbrella Academy. He's gonna be one of the, what is it? What is the new one called? The, the Swan Academy? Someone help me out with the new one. And I'm really excited because we've covered the comic books now. So where are we gonna go? No one knows. Not even Gerald Way or Gerald Way. I don't know his name. I'm fascinated and I can't wait to get to Umbrella Academy season three and just just be in the bag for Craig. Craig, all about Craig. Uh, Ryan Payne. Sparrow, thank you, Joe. Sparrow Academy. So what I'll say about that is, again, just my opinion, but you do kind of bring up a good point about never say never again, because yes, and I know exactly what you're talking about with, with it being a remake of Thunderball. Granted, they're both adapted from books. So it's, you know, it's like, that's kind of when we get into this, like, uh, you know, kind of gray area in, uh, again, in my opinion, because you're adapting it from source material to begin with. And it's like, is that a remake or a, just another adaption? Uh, now, I've not seen the newest um, version of West Side Story. But that's kind of how I've looked at like West Side Story is that it's not a remake of the original film. It's another adaptation of West Side Story that's been adapted dozens of and dozens of times, um, you know, on stage and, you know, in various forms. Go ahead. 
Okay, sorry. So, yes, Nanny, there is a third volume of the Umbrella Academy. However, I'm saying the first two seasons covered the material that has been published in the comic books. So we've covered all that Gerald Way already wrote, and now we're going beyond that for the third volume. And by third volume, I meant third season. Let me have my words, damn it. Um, I'm not perfect. I so I did want to I did want to throw out uh, a couple of other movies as well since we're on this on this conversation. Actually, quite a, I got quite a few on this list. And yes, Danny, a lot of things are adapted from from other things. Um, I've learned that from watching the Academy Awards every year when they give out the award for best adapted screenplay, and I'm like, I didn't know that was a short story or a novella. Go ahead. I also wanted to say, I'm sorry, I skipped a lot of things if I haven't seen the original. Um, I've not seen the original Gone in 60 Seconds, but I'm all for seeing anything with Nick Cage. If anyone doesn't know, I'm on a journey to watch every single movie Nick Cage is in. Um, and I've seen some of them. So, can I, can you be Frodo and I'll be Samwise and come with you on that journey? Absolutely. Um, I think it was going to end up being the other way around though. Okay. So Gone in 60 Seconds, I love the remake, but I don't, I have no comparison to if it's a good remake. The same thing with the Wicker Man. I really like the Wicker Man, but I also like, you ever watch a movie and you say, oh, that movie's that movie. Like Cars is Doc Holliday. Or is that what the movie's called with um, Michael J. Fox, Doc Holliday? I don't remember, but Cars is that movie with Michael J. Fox. Same exact plot. Like some movies have the Cars exact the same plot. The, with Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, moving on, moving on. So, um, uh, The Wicker Man, Midsommar, same thing. <laughs> Midsommar is a great remake of The Wicker Man. Okay, they're my favorite characters, though. I don't. Especially First of all, if if we're anybody, let's be honest. Um, I'm definitely Aragorn. So. <laughs> you can be. You can be Legolas. Or I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Who am I? No, well, you okay? I'm blanking on her name. What's I just rewatched them. What's Kate Blanchett's character? What's her name? No, I know because like she would be in my top. Rob's well, done, finished, over. Um, Galadriel, Galadriel. Uh, like I would want to be Galadriel, Aragorn, or <laughs> probably Gandalf. Pretty badass. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we'll fan cast, we'll fan cast, we'll accept fan casts. Okay, so oh yes, Joseph Ashley, thank you. This is perfect. Avatar's Pocahontas, for what I was talking about earlier. But okay, oh god. So yeah, we'll fan cast. Um, you're not Aragorn. If anyone, I think you're Gimli, guys. Whoa, someone help, whoa, whoa, Rob. Gimli, Gimli. Let's fucking Gimli. I'm getting Gimli vibes. He pulls out a sword to make the point. So like someone would pull out an axe. I'm just saying. Boromir. <laughs> um, Boromir. Who would I be? I think I would be Faramir. You, you would be who? Faramir. Which one's Faramir? What actor? Boromir's brother. Is that the one that ends up with Miranda Otto at the end? Boromir Sean Bean, right? Yes. 
Okay. So his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you would be the younger brother. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. That's, yeah. He ends up with Miranda, uh, Miranda Otto's. So full disclosure, this is way off subject. Just so you're all aware, um, I saw all the original movies when they first came out, saw Return of the King in the Theater, caught them here and there on TBS, TNT, like mid-2000s. And I've not seen them in a long time. So I actually rewatched all of them in a row this week, this past week. And I watched the extended cuts for the first time. So I don't know all of their names. I definitely know the actors and actresses that played them for the most part. So apologies, not, not trying to insult Lord of the Rings fans at all. I love. I feel them like all. based on my name, I should be little off. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll be, I'll be Gimli. No, I don't want to be Owen. I want to be Faramir. He's much better in the books. Oh, really? Who's Gandalf? Did they still leave out stuff in the extended cuts that was in the books? Yes. No, oh, okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. No, Joe, I will no. not. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. No. There we go. Jimmy's the only one who's really getting the assignment. Exactly, Danny. Kel, if you've never seen Lord of the Rings, all I got to say is definitely watch the extended cuts over theatricals and carve out some time if you're going to do it because they're highly addicting and they're long as fuck. <laughs> I would say oh, we should, we should fan cast Everyone from Characters from Encanto. Fun. I'd like to be uh, John Leguizamo's character. And just like that. <sighs> Rob, I mean this in a nice way. We're about to talk about your like skewed view of yourself. <laughs> Very unrealistic, not no. founded in reality whatsoever, whatsoever. No. You're more, I feel like you're Louisa. Which one's Louisa? Is she the older sister that's kind of like a bitch? That's Isabella. Louisa is the older sister who is very strong. Oh, cool. I'll be her. I'm cool with that. All right, cool, cool, cool. Because she has a good physique. No, it's like she's helpful and loyal. Okay. And just making sure. And that's why I went with that. I just wanted to make yeah. sure you got that. All right. Yeah, absolutely. You're tricky, Rob. You're real tricky. I know. And you all know half of it's for the bit. You know, half the shit that comes on. Okay, Gimli. So the next uh, remakes I'd like to talk about would be, oh, can we talk about the Child Play remake? Yes. And I think that's the reason like why we got the show i'm not sure but like the show is so good absolutely would recommend the show the remake not with aubrey Plaza and mark cable yes yes yes, yes. which i mean great cast like if that was like the if there had never been a child's play that would be a perfectly serviceable film oh yeah perfectly fine but calling it child's play and having it be a good guy doll and having it a superior film to compare it to, not as... Oh, he was like an anti-hero in the remake? What? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. I 
I mis misheard you. Misheard. I thought I thought you said that he would that it was a he was a good doll in the new one. Yes, he's a good guy doll. That's oh, what the doll's okay. called, the good guy. Oh, okay, cool. cool like cool. like a like a beanie baby, a good guy doll, a cabbage patch kid. So on and so okay. <clears throat> yeah. So that was not that was not no no no. Like you can change like I said before, you can change things from the original to fit a more modern uh, film. Totally. Um, you could change things in storytelling sometimes to like truncate or make things easier or make things make more sense. But you have to like understand what made the original good. And you have to understand the heart of it. Like... <clears throat> I won't get too into Cowboy Bebop, but Cowboy Bebop under the 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 TV, the live action Netflix adaptation, it understood the aesthetic and the soundtrack, but it didn't understand the characters and it didn't understand the source material. Like it fund like I would say that about every single fucking Tim Burton adaptation. Like he always fails to understand the source material. And he creates these very shallow interpretations. And that's not exactly what Child's Play did. Child's Play, the remake to me, failed in two areas. One, um, I mean, Mark Hamill's amazing. He is a phenomenal voice actor. But Chucky is Brad Dourif. Full stop. Chucky's Brad Dourif. He's voicing for seven movies and now a TV show like that character and that voice are very intrinsic. And if you want to do a different one, you should have someone doing a Brad Dourif interpretation. And second, actually three reasons. Second reason, it just wasn't as good of a movie as the original. And third, having it be like technological you know, it could have, I think it would have been cool because he's a learning like computer and it would have been cool if he was like learning about how like evil was from just hanging around with these kids who liked watching horror movies. So he thought that's what would make kids happy and started doing that. But instead he's just like a faulty AI system that was kind of dumb. It's just, yeah, like meh, meh. Um. Yeah, the T Chucky TV series is totally Have you seen dope. The whole thing now? Yeah. The whole, the whole, okay. Okay. Because I, I know you're I able know to watch the first few, and, and then it was on some goofy channel, channel or something. But uh, uh, I think Chucky works as a TV. Like it still works. Um. It it and I'm sure it's easier to do with modern technology for the animatronics and stuff like that. But in terms of like the AI, it wasn't as cool. But like they had a similar issue with Nightmare on Elm Street. And I've, I've talked about this before on a different right, stream. Right. Um, how they, they tried to, the remake had uh, Jackie O'Haley, who, I mean, is he's a great actor. Um, but Freddy Krueger is Robert England. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because like, they played them for so long, you know. Um, yeah. And to go off of Jeremy's point, you know, Chucky is difficult to make work with modern technology. Um, my argument would be, so like, for example, because they've remade Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Child's Play, and obviously the 2007 Rob Zombie Halloween. They've and remade like, most horror movies. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, 
I'll, I think they, I've not seen the remake of Child's Play, but I've seen all the other ones. I don't know about Friday the 13th. I've seen the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween though. And my thing is that what made those movies work back in the day, especially Halloween is, you know, it's not that they're overly complex, but, or, or overly simple rather, but they're not that complicated of stories to tell. And what's, what makes the movie work is the obviously visual direction and the story itself to whereas like both Halloween and a nightmare on Elm street, what they did was they said, okay, well, we're going to remake it. We're going to expand on it. So they give, uh, Freddy Krueger, all this, like, you know, he was a little bit more backstory, kind of fill in some gaps. Rob Zombie's Halloween, half the first hour of the movie is like the backstory on Michael Myers and all this kind of shit. And it's like, we didn't need that. You know, there's nothing, you know, uh, I think about a movie like Hell or High Water that's come out, you know, in the last few years. And it's like, I just rewatched it, you know, about a week ago. What makes that movie work? is the story and the characters and the director and the actors, not CGI, not shoot 'em ups, not blow ups and car explosions. That's not what makes that movie work. What makes that movie good and makes it work is mm. the story itself. And to me, it's like something like child's play. Everybody that I hear that has watched the TV show loves it. And I'm assuming, and I may be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. They love it because it's the storytelling. Is that is that what you like? What you enjoy about it? It's not like and characters. Yeah, there's not a bunch of CGI. I mean, there, is it? It's not like a blood fest or anything where they're just using CGI to just use it, right? No. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. I don't know if that made any sense, but it made sense in my mind. Uh, yes. And Joe, I saw you made a comment earlier that you think it's time for a small soldiers remake. I agree. It, but if you can make it, if you can make it work, I would definitely be down for that. So, but yeah, I digress. What do you got? Uh, I don't know. There's just so many subpar. Re right. was the Evil Dead a remake? There's because like the people who made it say it isn't. Um, oh, you finally got one. What, a troll? Yeah. I know. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Evil Dead. Um, sure, it's a remake. So, this is, okay, unpopular opinion, perhaps, but... Lego's getting ready to rant, so you guys know, no, just so you know. Um, I, I feel like this is what's literally going to happen with Scream 5. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not spoiling anything, because... I don't know what's going to happen in it, but you can't, I don't like the let's have a horror movie and let's make sequels. And as the sequels go, they tend to get campier because you know, it's a horror movie. Sequels tend to go, you know, and then like, let's make one like 10 years later and it's serious. Grr, going back to the blood. It's modern times. It's greedier. Fuck it. Fuck that. Make it stupid. I think that's why I like the 80s movies. Ugh. It's frustrating. So when it comes to Evil Dead, where it's just like, let's just, let's just, it's kind of like with the thing, uh, the 2011 one. I know it's a prequel, but just as an example, um, 
where it's like, let's make this movie. And then the studio, like all like effects, uh, practical effects. And then the studio came in and said, don't do practical effects. Remake it with CGI. Ooh. So, so dumb. Ooh. Yeah. It's exactly. it's not yeah, I just I don't know. And it's also it's like the tonal shift I find very jarring. Like I know these movies came out so many years apart, but usually when you watch them, you watch them together. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's exactly. like that doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um so I don't know. I'm just I don't like the way that the the Scream Five is being advertised, and it makes me a little worried. If I'm being I'm hearing honest. good things. My I got my ear to the ground, and I'm hearing some good things. Okay. So what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. a lot of people like more serious. Most people don't like camp. Then most people don't like Scream Three, which is my favorite because it's ridiculous, and I love it. You are obsessed with her. And you are obsessed with her daughter. I love that movie. It's great. So when you start to get more serious, I, I care less and less. Which sucks because Scream goes into my queer horror. And don't fuck up my queer horror. Don't do that. Don't, don't do, that. do not do fuck not with Lego's queer, queer horror. Please do not Please mess do with, not it. with it. You get it. You get it. Don't get bent. You get it. I do. But I, just, I mean, if it's always been serious and you continue to be serious, that's absolutely fine. But like, once you go camp, go camp, go camp. Don't ever go like, full camp. Like Freddy versus Jason, I think blended it like serious horror with like the because both of those franchises went camp. I love with, that like movie. the kind of campiness. Like it, it's not those. That movie feels like it fits in both universes very, very well. Yep. So, Ooh. Psycho, one sentence. Ooh. Gus Van Sant, Psycho sucks. We talked about it. There we go. It is, it is literally a shot-for-shot remake of the Alfred Hitchcock movie. It That's is fucking... not exactly true. Okay, well, Does what? Do... Okay, so... There... I've okay, seen it. So it's not with, good. With, uh... oh my God, what's his name? Anne I saw it once when I was... Vince Vaughn. So I saw it once in 2006. No, 2005. Six. One of those. Okay. Vince Vaughn, he's looking through the people at, or Norman Bates, he's looking at the people at Marion Crane. And in Gus Van Sant's, it's a little bit more obvious that he's masturbating. Which obviously, in Alfred Hitchcock's, they absolutely could not do that. No, no way. I'm surprised he got away with having the people. Which exactly. almost Okay. So... I was watching this while I was 13 years old with my uncle and he was technically babysitting me, but not really. And he states, you are, uh, I wanted to watch a good family wholesome movie and you're making me watch this schmutz. And to which I replied, because he wanted to watch what I'm about to say. So I turned and say, since when is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a good family wholesome movie? To which unfortunately he replies, the Saw is family, which is a quote from the third Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. And I am very upset that I know that. Is that the one Matthew McConaughey's in? I don't remember. It's Matthew McConaughey um, or Viggo Mortensen. Okay. I think because whichever one they're not in, the other one's in the fourth. Okay. Cool, cool. Next Generation, which I think implies that they wanted to go to space. 
don't know for sure. When movie franchises think it's a good idea to all of a sudden go to space, that's when the Hollywood studio should be slapped in the face and said, stop being so fucking greedy. Let this franchise just stop this franchise. Come. Hey, here's an idea, Hollywood. Hey, why don't you come up with a new franchise? Go fucking figure. Speaking of that, I just want to throw I some mean, of these out there. I think before. that was number three or four. I want to say it was number four where that happens. Before we get four off. Got a little, little, four got a little, four got campy. <laughs> Five wanna, had that like dope, like battle song where the chick goes after Leatherface with a knife, which I'm over here like, you dumb, dumb idiot. You have a butcher knife and he has a chainsaw. Run away. Run away. But they had this like epic, like metal song going on. And it's like, welcome to Thunderdome battle. I don't remember if she made it or not. I got feelings about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I just want to throw out. I just want to throw out a couple other uh, movie remakes. The remake um, of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's one of the ones that got like grittier, but like you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The remake of the Poseidon Adventure. I saw opening opening weekend in the theater. Uh, the With, original uh, Richard Dreyfuss and Kurt Russell. Yes. Okay, so the original it. Poseidon Adventure from 1971 with an all-star studded cast, including Gene Hackman and Ernest Borgnine, was one of literally like my top 20 favorite movies growing up. I watched it all of the time, that and The Towering Inferno with Paul Newman and Steve McQueen. Um, that being said, I loathed the remake of Poseidon. It was just cheap CGI effects with no real character or story. Um, juxtaposed to the remake of Walking Tall, I am a huge fan of the original Walking Tall trilogy, the first of which starring Joe Don Baker, um, about Sheriff Buford Pusser, um, in, you know, in the South and, you know, trying to rid corruption out of his town. Uh, those of you that are not familiar with the original Walking Tall, uh, trilogy, I definitely recommend it, especially the first one. It's based on a true story as well. Um, I enjoyed quite a bit the Dwayne The Rock Johnson remake from 2004. Um, I thought it was a really good movie, and I'm kind of surprised that they didn't give that movie sequels. Maybe it just didn't make enough money. But critically, it was received fairly well. So I want to throw those out there. And The Mummy. That's oh, I really yeah. wanted to talk about how much I love the 1999 Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. There's so many. I love The Mummy, too. There are so many Halloween. Like, Halloween. Horror movie remakes. It's yeah. I think that they tend to get remade more than anything else. Right. Uh, yeah, and I've heard the Jumanji uh, reboots. How? Yeah, whatever, whatever category that fits in. Uh, not reboot. a remake. Well, no, I know it's not a remake. Um, the reboots because it's they're it's totally sequel. different from the. Uh, they're told they have nothing to do with the. Uh, Untrue. Movie. It's a sequel. It's a, okay. I don't know. I've not seen them. I heard they're good though. Yeah, uh, well, the first one, but uh, if you can get over the Kevin part of it, then I guess it's good. What was that? You had a good pun. It's a good. You say the Kevin heart of it? Yeah. Like the heart of it? Oh, okay. I, I get it now. I got it. I'm slow. Yes. Well, pal, your papa has great taste in movies. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Also, yeah, maybe yeah. shout out to one of the greatest remakes of all time, the 2018 version of A Star is Born. 
I've seen all four versions of the film and I go back and rewatch the new one once a year. And, uh, God, I love that movie. Oh, so fucking good. I just remember they remade total recall and the remake was so forgettable. <laughs> um, the remake of uh, Judge Dredd was good. I enjoyed that. I don't remember either of them. Carl Urban was in the new one. I know who's in it, but like I literally couldn't tell you a single shot of that Did movie. Did you know Carl Urban was in Lord of the Rings? I totally... Yes. Was like, wait, Carl Urban he's, was in these movies? He's kind of an important character whose name well, I'm absolutely blanking on. <laughs> There's a lot of names in the Lord of the Rings. Do you want to talk about Mayron? No, but we should do a Lord of the Rings episode sometime and just talk about Lord of the Rings. Maybe at the end of the year. <laughs> Rocky or Picture Show re remade, and that was... I refuse to watch it. You talking about the made-for-TV version on Fox? Fuck that shit. Get out of town. Abysmal. Get out of town. Uh, but with that, I mean, casting... For more modern, like, like, let's not be assholes in our casting. That's interesting. I think that's probably better. Like, Rear Window isn't the the remake is not as good as the original, but With having Christopher, um, Reeve. Christopher Reeve, you know, in the role is more interesting. Uh, although no one, no one can make a movie as good as it's Alfred Hitchcock. No. I mean, people have made better movies than Alfred Hitchcock movies, but no one can make an Alfred Hitchcock movie better than an Alfred Hitchcock. Correct. That was actually one of the first episodes we ever did back way back in the stereo days. We talked about Alfred Hitchcock for literally like two hours <laughs> and just how much we love Alfred Hitchcock. But yeah. So. Uh, yeah. You guys are talking about Rocky Horror and Judge Dredd in the chat. Uh, no, they've not remade the birds. Thank fucking God. Thank God they've not remade the birds because to be blunt, I don't know if that movie would work. What? You've not seen Birdemic? Come on. Uh, mm. The movie worked for its time and it, it's, it's fine. It holds up. I, I still think it's a good movie. I just don't, I don't think you could remake it now, you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did try to remake Psycho in the next 10 or 20 years. I did really enjoy Bates Motel. I thought that was very, very well done. Um, and it makes sense. And it and what it does is, and this is just, again, my opinion. For me, when the series ended, I went back and rewatched the 1960 Psycho, which I've seen it like five or six times. And it made me appreciate Norman Bates is character even more because in my head, it's like, okay, now we've got this whole backstory to him, how he got from A to B. You can still enjoy, obviously you can still enjoy Psycho. As Apparently you never watched Psycho 4. No, I've never seen any of the sequels to Psycho with Anthony Perkins. Totally no. would recommend. Really? They're good? Okay. They're not as good as Psycho, but they are good movies. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gotta, gotta uh, paper those expectations. But Danny, I'm not, like, it was it was as good as the original. There's some movies I feel like should never be remade. The Godfather and Back to the Future. I can get behind um, that. Back to the Future. 
Oh God, I just remembered, it just came back to me that they're remaking Highlander. I'm with, so sad about it. Is Momoa in it? No. I don't know if it's better or worse, but uh, fucking Superman, what's his name? Henry Cavill. Oh, the Witcher guy. Uh, fucking hate Henry it. Henry Cavill. Get the fuck out of town. Get out of town. Hate it. He's not. It Either you cast an actual Scotsman or you cast a Frenchman. You go full ridiculous or you go true to the character. Also, Henry Cavill is like a thousand years old and looks it. Uh Connor McLeod is only supposed to be like 18 because he died in the fucking 1500s and people didn't live long back then. Also, you know, the Kurgan. Uh, I'm so unhappy with that casting. And this series is. is and so Sean Connery was in the original, right? Yes, he played Juan Sanchez Villalobos. No, Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. Yes. Juan um, Sanchez was he in any of the sequels or just the first one? He was in the second one. Okay. I know we've talked about Highlander before. I'm not gonna lie, like I still haven't watched them. We'll we'll, we'll hang out one night and watch them on here or something. Uh but that being said I'm um, sorry. Oh why, Jimmy? Why? Uh that being said, speaking of recent casting news, I do want to briefly mention this. So you guys might be surprised to hear this, but I was a huge Zorro fan when I was a child. Like I was absolutely obsessed. Uh, the original Disney channel, the Disney channel before they had shows like Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens and stuff, they would just replay a bunch of old Disney properties from back in the day a lot. And the old 1950s black and white Zorro show, they played on the Disney channel a lot when I was a kid. And I thought it was so cool, you know, the sword fighting and all that sort of stuff. And then when the Mask of Zorro came out with uh, Hopkins and uh, Antonio Banderas in 98, like, man, I'll never forget going to the video store and renting that movie. I absolutely loved it. Sequel was okay. But recently they've they've cast Wilder Valderrama in a, it, for, to remake Zorro or reboot it or whatever the fuck. And... I remember posting it in Discord and some some friends of ours, you know, commented on it. And I'm not like mad at the casting because to me it's like you cut, you know, to go with a name like Wilder Valderrama is definitely going to get more eyes on the property. And I'm just such a fanboy of Zorro that you know I want as many people to watch it as possible. I just I've not seen very much range with him in terms of you know acting. Not to say Zorro is, you know, as serious as like Game of Thrones or anything, but, you know, I, I really only know his work from that 70s show and like when he's been on like MTV things over the years. So, but yeah, do you, did you ever watch Zorro, Lego? You Zorro fan? Oh, I love Zorro. Zorro and Davy Crockett also love Davy Crockett. I don't know how they could really bring that into the modern world because, you know, probably a lot of racist stuff these days with the you know with all that jazz but anyways uh yeah uh zorro uh, was catherine zeta jones cal catherine zeta catherine zeta jones was in the zorro films but yes mm-hmm. all right before we get out of here is there anything else you'd like to go over in terms of remakes and reboots all right no. 
Well, that about does it. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. You guys really brought the heat in the chat and it makes this show that much more fun to, you know, talk with you all where we kind of have our loose structure and then, you know, kind of feed the energy off of the chat. So there is that. I don't really have any housekeeping stuff to go over. We'll have more content on this channel in the coming weeks. I know uh, Joker and Glenn, and I don't know if you're, they're doing a discourse uh, this coming Monday. And I, me, everyday experts might be this Saturday. I'm not sure. I'm going to be honest with you. Joker's going to kill me. Uh, Yeah. So all that stuff. Follow me on, uh, come on discord. Uh, We'll give you the link. It's free. Definitely, you'll get more updates on like when things are coming out and all that sort of stuff. Um, we've interestingly enough already got like five or six characters of cultures planned this year, so we're coming up with a schedule pretty easily, which is cool. So, there's that. Anything you want to plug, Lego? What are you working uh, on on your channel? If you want to hear me go on an hour long rant about Black Christmas, that's that's available, unfortunately, and uh. I'm, I may or may not have done a minute by minute breakdown of Shark Exorcist that should be available uh, tomorrow or Saturday for viewing displeasure. Yay. Okay. Right on. Right up and right on. All right, everybody. That is our show. You can follow me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck. Uh, you can find Lego. Lego was around. The Her, the, her channel is in the on the main feed and all that jazz. So there is that. All right, everybody stay safe, be well, and uh, see you guys next time. Take it easy.